You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Welcome back once again to the Oz Network as we bring you the third in our series of special episodes in the lead up to Reality for Diabetes 2017, an annual charity event that takes place in Cincinnati in the United States. Around about this time every year in June. This year it's happening on June 2nd, 3rd and 4th across a variety of different locations in Cincinnati. And it is being attended by a variety of different reality stars from TV shows such as Survivor, The Amazing Race, Big Brother and uh, plenty of others there as well. And we've been providing some interviews in the lead up to this event, an event that I gladly will be attending and uh, we've been speaking to mainly Survivor contestants. We had a couple of Amazing Race contestants in there. And today we're bringing you three more Survivor contestants chatting about the event, as well as a little bit about Survivor and everything else in between hand as well. It's a pleasure today that we will be speaking to Christina Correa, Survivor Cook Island Season 13 contestant. Also, Roger Bingham from Survivor The Australian Outback Season 2 of Survivor. And Matt Bischoff from Survivor Caramoan Season 26 there. All three good friends of our former show Survivor. Survivor Oz, all three attending the event. And uh, in each of the conversations, as I mentioned, ta- talking a little bit about the event itself and everything else in between hand, you'll hear uh, Roger talk a lot about his time in Australia when he was here filming his season, amazingly nearly 17 years ago. Hard to believe it's been that long. And uh, same with Matt, obviously, it is uh, his home city, Cincinnati. So you'll be hearing him talk a little bit about past events and his involvement uh, in it in the past and how Tasha Wilkie, who, of course, uh, created this event, has uh, been such an integral part in this over the years as well. And Christina also talking about how much fun she's having and also answering to uh, the story that Dan told uh, a couple of weeks back about them having a bit of fun at this event uh, last year. You'll notice Christina's is a little bit shorter than other interviews. Christina uh, was gladly enough to give us her time and we were able to fit her in just to have a bit of a chat to her. She was very keen to have a conversation with us in the lead up to it. So we're glad that uh, we could get her in the end and uh, obviously same with Roger and Matt. But we're going to be quiet right now. At least I'm going to be quiet right now so you can hear from these contestants because you don't want to hear from me introducing it you want to hear from the people right now so uh let's hear from christina roger and matt talking about reality for diabetes in cincinnati in june Pleasure to continue on our Survivor contestant interviews here in the lead-up to Reality for Diabetes. Not just Survivor contestants, of course. We've uh, spoken to the green team from The Amazing Race, but we're helping promote this uh, event, which, of course, is raising funds for JDRF and Type 1 Diabetes. And it's a pleasure to chat to our next guest, a uh, long-time friend of Survivor Oz, right through into the Oz Network, originally, of course, from Survivor Season 13, Cook Islands. Uh, welcome back to the program, Christina Correa. Christina, thank you for joining me again today. How are you doing? Thank you very much for having it's me. I appreciate it. Pleasure, and I am doing fine. And uh, it is—it's exciting times. Uh, these events, obviously, are fantastic. Um, you know, going there to raise uh, much-needed funds for type one diabetes research, and uh, getting to meet the fans, do some fun events. I mean, you—you—you're a regular attendee at these events, Christina. You must really enjoy these events. <laughs> yeah, no, you know, you have to have a purpose, and. You know, there's a reason why we're all here, and I feel that if we don't do something that contributes to society and contributes to people that need help, then you know, it's pretty sad. Like, you have to keep doing things that are positive. And, of course, getting to hang out with a bunch of fans, as I mentioned, but, I mean, the Survivor contestants, I keep joking with you guys, there's 75%, I swear, of this uh, list of guests are all Survivor people, sort of covering all eras. We've got old school, middle school, new school. We've just, just spoken to Billy about <laughs> this and kind of the fact that you and Billy are really keeping the Cook Islands flame burning there as 
well. So uh, it must be good to know, represent right? <laughs> Cook Islands out there and hang out with Billy as well. Yeah, no, Billy's awesome. He is honestly my brother from another mother. <laughs> he is a sweetheart. Um, but yeah, no, it's been, been great. I uh, I love all of these events, and you know, I mean, we hopefully they keep going and we can do some good things. So. Do yeah. you get to the opportunity then as well where you're meeting these people from, I guess, the newer seasons where you're sort of uh, welcoming them into the family, so to speak, now that uh, obviously you guys are sort of uh, very close. This, I guess 500 of you odd now survivor contestants, but uh, getting that opportunity to finally say to them, hey, welcome to the family and uh, enjoy the ride of these events. Yeah, no, honestly, you know, that was the best thing that's ever happened to me. I mean, being a cop is awesome. I love being a cop. Um, but being on Survivor was another part of my life, and because of it, I'm doing all these great things. And, you know, like I said, double purpose and able to give back and find some solutions to some of these problems. Yeah, for sure. One one thing, actually, that I, I just have to mention, I feel, is we, we spoke to Dan Foley the other day in regards to kind of the event and the lead-up to this, and he was telling me some very uh, interesting times had in Cincinnati uh, sort of within the last 12 or so months at previous ones of these events. So it does sound like outside of the... Uh, the, the events and the fun that happened with the fans. There's also a bit of fun happening uh, with the reality stars uh, perhaps around Cincinnati, Christina. He was telling me about a very interesting moment where you, you might have stopped a bar fight, which sounded very fun. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot about that. Um, yeah, no, we were at a bar and um, there was this guy fighting with another guy and next thing you know, he was leading and then he wanted to keep coming back and so we pulled them away, and yeah, it was pretty, pretty interesting. Mm. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, we, we did our. We did Those our cop thing. instincts are always kind of just waiting <laughs> to kick always, in. There's always something that follows me. <laughs> that, that is it. You know, you want to make sure no one gets hurt. That's about it. And it also comes uh, down to the... Com- God, I can't believe it. Yeah, it was funny, actually, just sort of when he brought it up. I'm like, hey, I, I think I might need to bring that up to Christina <laughs> when we speak to her next week, so... <laughs> Oh, yeah, that was pretty funny. A lot of places. There's always some place, yeah. right? But at least I had my backup. I had some good backup. You did. You did. I mean, look, I'm going to be looking at you guys, and I'm oh. not going to be wanting messing with you. So, um, you know, I don't know what people are like in Cincinnati. They're having a go there, Christina. But, I mean, come on. Oh. <laughs> well, I'm really looking forward to JDRF. I mean, it's a great cause. And, you know, it's so sad that children have to go through all that and, Hopefully, you find some kind of a solution to take care of that problem. Yeah, for sure. And also, I mean, it's sort of we're talking about the events and when it comes to sort of, uh, you know, beach volleyball, laser tag, go-karts and all this side of things. So, I guess also then the competitive nature that you guys are, I guess, renowned for, not just Survivor. We've discovered that from the green team and the amazing race. And I'm sure even the big brother people are going to have some uh, competitive nature there. Are you, are you really going to gang up on these other reality shows here, Christina, and kind of win one for Survivor, given that there's so many of you to try and compete against them when it comes to laser tag and go-karts? <laughs> you know, we can kick, kick butt. You know, the Survivor crew, uh, we're pretty good. We can kick butt a lot of us, uh, especially <laughs> Billy and I can be pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm putting it down to you and Billy. I think you and Billy have got this. You know, the other guys can just sort of rest and lay back, but it's <laughs> definitely you and Billy that are really going to, you know, carry that Survivor torch, so to speak. Uh, so, are you going to be there? I am going to be there, Christina. I am. Uh, I'm leaving in a couple of weeks. I'm uh, traveling around the states and Canada again. But uh, yes, Tasha has uh, given me all the details. I've got my tickets. I've got my accommodation, my flights. I'm, I'm making sure I'm actually going to the right place as well. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it because, of course, you and I got to meet last year at Reality Rally, which was fantastic, and uh, really looking forward to uh, to doing this again because um, you know I've tasted one survive or I guess reality event and now I've got to taste another one and you know you gotta keep coming to these I mean that's so amazing every single one of them has been 
amazing. And I have to keep going every year. And I have so many that I go to. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I got to start cutting down because there's so many. <laughs> So it's uh, yeah, it's kind of crazy. It's a <laughs> full time job. It's, well, it's always, there's also the positives too. Of that, of course, is like you can still sort of extend this 15 minutes of fame, can't you? I mean, Billy was just mentioning, you know, 11 years this year since Cook Islands, and that's that's crazy to think it's been that long. But uh, obviously, that you can still kind of keep using that uh, that moment of time that you were on exactly. Survivor to to obviously use it for the powers of good. Exactly, I agree, and that's what the, you know what it's all about. I mean, I. I know there's plenty of people that want to start them and everything else, but you know what? When you can do good things with that 15 minutes, it's, it's awesome. Fantastic. Well, we're looking forward to, to seeing you there, Christina. And, uh, you know, as I said, looking forward to hanging out with you, chatting with you, playing volleyball, shooting you a few times with some lasers. Why not? <laughs> uh, and we're going to put some links, of course, up on our pages we're doing with each of our guests to uh, help provide their circles. You've obviously got your fundraising link and we'll help you raise some funds there. But look, we appreciate this, Christina. We know kind of, uh, obviously, it's, uh, it's a bit of a busy time for you right Right now, but we really appreciate your time here on the show today. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, thank you very much, and thanks for having me. And, you know, let people know that I'm involved not only with JDRF, but I'm actually going to be going to Nebraska this week. I leave tomorrow till Saturday, and that's for Warriors of Purpose. We have people from Survivor, Big Brother, Amazing Race, and we're going to the schools and talking about addiction, alcoholism, mental illness, suicide prevention, bullying, you name it, and it's all for a great cause. So, you know, there's a reason for all this, and I'm so glad that we're able to still do it and that we have some fans that are backing us up. Continuing on our chats with attendees of the upcoming Reality for Diabetes event in Cincinnati, Ohio next month, raising funds for JDRF and Type 1 Diabetes Research. And it's a big pleasure to welcome our next guest here to the Oz Network. We spoke to him a few years ago on Survivor Oz about his time on Survivor. And as you have obviously learnt through a lot of these conversations already, as a huge fan of his season, I always get very excited when I get to talk to people from Season 2, the Australian Outback, and also the fact that I will get to meet this man in person in just a few weeks. I'm also very, very excited. It's uh, Roger Bingham from Survivor, the Australian Outback. Roger, welcome back to the program. Thank you very, very much. I'm really looking forward to uh, to talking. Let me say first, I absolutely enjoyed, uh, I didn't enjoy st- uh, starving while I was in the Australian Outback <laughs> and losing 35 pounds in 36 days. Uh, I absolutely loved your country. Uh, once I was voted out, we got to tour around a little bit. The people were just unbelievably nice and they had no idea that we were on a reality show. Uh, but I, if I was not going to live in the United States, I'd be over there in Australia. Oh, fantastic. I actually have the very same mindset uh, the opposite way around. If I wasn't living here, I would uh, be living over there in the U.S. So I actually, I, I at the end of last year, um, I did go to Kentucky for all of five minutes. Uh, Roger, I was, I was in Tennessee right near the border. And the, the person I was staying with, uh, sort of, we just got into a conversation and I brought up, I said, oh, uh, how close are we to Kentucky? And he was just like, oh, it's just around the corner. Do you want to go? And I said, okay, sure. So we just sort of drove <laughs> over over the border. I, I think we visited a store and then we left. So I've stepped foot well, in your state. <laughs> you, you've, been to the, you've been to the garden spot of the world yeah. then if you was in Kentucky. <laughs> it was very nice from what I saw uh, my, of, my, my, my very brief yeah, time. <laughs> yeah, very very rural area, and uh, I think that's why I liked Australia so well. Australia reminded me the, of a s- slower lifestyle, 
uh, once I was voted out and was able to get out in civilization and meet some of the some of the folks there in Australia, it just really brought back a lot of memories of, of the way uh, the United States used to be maybe 30 or 40 years ago. People more laid back, easy going, uh, enjoying life maybe a little bit more than what they are fast paced here in the United States. I think that's probably why I loved it in Australia so much. Well, it's it's hard to believe now that we're approaching what 17 years since since that since that would have been happening. And I mean, I think we might have discussed this with you when we had you on the interview, but you, you haven't made it back here, have you, since your time on the show? I have not made it back there. I would love to come back and bring my family, and uh, uh, of course, that's you know, it costs it costs several bucks to come that that far, and uh, so I just just never have just never have been able to. Uh, uh, to do that, but that's definitely one of the things on my on my bucket list. Well, we will open you uh, open up our arms widely to have you back here, Roger. Any of you guys from from your season, because um, yeah, look, obviously personal connection for myself, given that it was uh, filmed here in our beautiful country. But uh, I mean, other than that, it's a fantastic season. Of course, it is. Still to this day, stands up as easily one of the best. But what's I think really great about this reality for diabetes that we've got going in a couple of weeks is the fact that uh, not only do you have yourself coming from uh, from the Australian Outback, we also have Mitchell and we also have Jerry. So we've got three of you guys showing up from your season. I mean, how is this to kind of be able to go to these events after all these years and still have people from your season going? I mean, you're not just surrounded by all the new survivors here, Roger. You've got your old school guys there too. Yeah, yeah, we've been around uh, several years now. Of course, Jerry's been on uh, more than the Australian show, but uh, Mitchell and myself, that was the only show we were on. But, but yeah, we still get asked uh, to do things like that, and uh, uh, I'm, I'm quite honored that I am asking. It's for a very, very good cause. Um, it's a three-day event, and it's only about, uh, oh, maybe 40 minutes from my house. Oh, wow. So I'm, in, I'm, I'm, I'm able to drive over into Ohio. And, and and do the events and then return home every night. Wow! Uh, it it makes makes for some long days, uh, but uh, the young lady that uh, that uh, sponsors this for for juvenile diabetes, she does an absolutely great job. Uh, we have a walk over Kings Island. Uh, to give you an example, there's probably five thousand people over there at that event. Starts at like seven o'clock, usually on a Sunday morning, and her group. Uh, last year raised the most money, and I think in the last two or three or four years, she's always in the top two or three uh, as far as raising money for juvenile diabetes. So it's uh, it's for a very very worthwhile cause, and uh, plus we have we have a ball doing it. Yeah, well, that's that's the main thing. Shout out there, of course. We've mentioned the name a couple of times on these episodes. Tasha Wilkie, who, uh, yeah, she's been great to, to me too here, Roger. I sort of uh, found out about this event. It sort of coincided with my travels over there in the US. So, uh, you know, shot her a message and she helped me out with sort of the events that I need to get organized and everything else in between. So um, she certainly seems like she'd be quite busy at this time of year. Oh yeah, she had told me that that you were coming over. I said, "Well, I'm really looking looking forward to meeting him." <laughs> but he does does make it over for the uh, 
about juvenile diabetes event. I'll start speaking. You'll be able to, as soon as you'll be able to hear my voice, you'll be like, hey, that's that Australian guy that I spoke to. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I remember them guys in Australia. They say, you know, close the gate, mate, or something like that. You know? <laughs> I'll test you up on your on your Australian sayings. I'll be like, come on now. It's only yeah. been, I'll get you, Jerry and Mitchell, all together. I'll be like, right, come on. We're going to test this. You know, you were in my country. You've got to be able to speak like me. Come on. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I'll tell you a funny story. I, I'd, I'd been in the uh, outback here for 36 days and finally got back into civilization, which was voted out on day 36. So I hadn't shaved or had a bath. And uh, uh, the first night I got, when I got voted off, it was way up in the morning. So I go in and take a shower. And I hadn't seen myself in the shower. And I'm standing there looking at myself in the shower drying off or looking at myself in the mirror drying off. Next thing I know, I put the towel back down and I go in and take another shower back to back because <laughs> uh, I could I just look so so different. And then the next day, I was able to get to a barber there in a the local town, and I go in and I'm sitting there in the chair and he's he's working on me and he says uh, this was the exact words he said, "My God, boy, where in the world have you been?" <laughs> I said, "Well, all I can say was I said, well, I've been in the outback for a few weeks." So. <laughs> Keep an eye on your TV screens. You might you might see me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> probably weren't allowed to say that, but uh, you know, I'm sure he's probably turned on TV in a couple of months' time. Guys, you know, wow, yeah. hang on a minute, that guy looks familiar. <laughs> yeah, uh huh. Yeah, probably so. It's uh, it's an amazing. I mean, this is the thing I love. Also, sort of in speaking to a lot of you guys from your season over the years, is just hearing sort of the differences in how it was it was done. Sort of, you know, I mean, we obviously know how big Survivor was at that point. You know, it's a number one show on television and just the secrecy and everything that was around it, you know, a lot different to how they sort of handle it today. I mean, it it kind of, I can still imagine that you must get recognised there, Roger. I mean, you're obviously from a small part of the US, but even, I guess, when you go to other places, I I can still imagine, given how big that season was, that there surely are people who are still saying, hey, it's Roger from Survivor. Yeah, uh, you know, it's funny, I do still get recognised, even though it's been... Uh, about 17 years, 16, 17 years, I still get, still, still get recognized, not nearly as often as I, as I used to. Uh, but yeah, at that time, that show was absolutely crazy here in the United States. I mean, people were watching that thing from coast to coast and from Canada. I got so much mail from Canada. It was crazy. And I, I know people don't believe this, but it would take me two hours every night to answer the mail. Wow. And I would I answered every letter that I ever got if somebody wanted a picture or they got a lot of stuff from kids. Um, and I made it a point. I thought, you know, if they think enough of me to sit down and write to them, I'm going to respond back to them. Crazy. It's crazy. It's just, it's it's amazing to kind of just... I was sort of speaking a little bit about this to uh, to we had Joel and uh, spoke to Mitchell obviously on the, on these episodes in the in the coming days and just to to kind of you know think that yes the show's still around today it's still you know popular enough that it gains attention but we have obviously a lot of people who watch Survivor now who who weren't there back when the show was started or sort of too young to kind of remember it and you know I was a day one viewer I you know I was 13 when it started but I still remember the hype and everything around it and it's just it's interesting to think that yeah a lot of people now who watch Survivor don't I guess really understand how big this show was when it first started yeah 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 it uh, it was crazy uh 
I remember Mark Burnett. Of course, we would see if, if we would go to back in those days. We would see Mark Burnett when we'd go to a challenge or if we'd go to tribal council. We'd see him standing off in the distance. Uh, and the uh, and the day before, you know, we uh, left to go out in the outback. He called each one of us in separately. Him and Jeff Probst and and uh, you know, wanted to know if we had any questions about anything and anything, you know, anything at all that that he felt like that we might need to know. And then after the show was over and they came around, we had all had individual dressing rooms. I know he came into my room and, uh, he was, had, had checks for all of us, you know, depending on the length of time you were on the show. That was based on how you got paid. And, uh, I remember him asking me, he said, are you sure you're ready for all this, uh, uh celebrityism, you know, that you're going to have after survivor. And I'm thinking, yeah, I said, yeah, I'm ready for it. I'm thinking, you know, a month, maybe three months tops. Mm-hmm. Well, I I did appearances for two years. I mean, the first year and a half, it was, I mean, I was gone every week flying someplace. It, it was literally a thousand times more than I ever dreamed it would have been. It's crazy. Uh, it's so crazy. But I got to, got to see a lot of the United States, was in Canada three times, and just got to meet thousands of people all over the united states and canada and just really uh really uh enjoyed all of, all of that and here you are all these years later still attending events like this i mean it, what's a great thing about these events too sort of it really does mix up the the you know old school middle school and new school of survivor because as i said you know you've obviously got jerry and mitchell from your season you know joel and jenna are there from from borneo you've got Ken from Thailand, you know, all these people who are coming from those really early seasons. But then you've also got people like, you know, Figgy and, and, and Debbie and sort of people from these more recent seasons. So I guess it's just for, for Survivor fans and reality TV fans, because, of course, it's not all Survivor. There's amazing races and Big Brother people there, too. I mean, it's just it's an amazing time to come to an event like this, raise some funds for a great cause and also get to meet meet your favorite reality stars. Yeah. And, you know, the show has changed uh, quite a bit. Uh, our show was, I, I always, and I think the rest of the group would would agree with me, our show was actually more about surviving Mother Nature. And uh, uh, there wasn't as much backstabbing. You know, the main thought for us was to find, try to find something to eat. And they are giving them a lot more food now. I, I remember uh, one of the challenges that we had, they were telling us, well, it was going to be food for a picnic. It was my tribe against the other tribe, and we're thinking, you know, hamburgers and hot dogs and baked beans and cookies and things like that. Well, my tribe ended up winning that, and they gave us they gave us each a Mountain Dew apiece, which they were a sponsor, and a bag of corn chips, two bags of corn chips wow. split between us. And that, that was the picnic. Now... We were all pretty perturbed over that. I don't mind telling you. Everybody was a little put out. That we, you know, we did. But uh, and and now you know they would give them all that stuff: baked beans and uh, hot dogs and hamburgers and all that stuff. So, they get merge feasts now. I mean, they just get a they get food for merging. I mean, you guys didn't even get that. Oh yeah, yeah. It's uh, and it seemed like they have more food challenges and uh, and like I say, the game is more about. Uh, surviving the other players uh, uh i i actually think there's been maybe a show or two 
uh, not necessarily the one that's on now, but there's actually been a show or two where maybe some of them came off fatter than they, <laughs> they were before, before they went on the show. It's, so I don't yeah. Know. It's, and it's kind of, you, you very rarely do see now um, sort of the elements of the game affecting them, the survival aspect. It seems as though, like, CBS definitely have moved on from the, at least the editing side of things where you get people complaining about the the food situation or the weather. I mean, I think we got a little bit of it on this season, but, I mean, of course, you know, Australian Outback dominated by the conditions with everything from, you know, fires to floods to, you know, everything else in between. And uh, I guess kind of... That's, to me, what still makes your season stand out so well. I mean, I, I would argue your season had the perfect cast. Uh, you know, you just had the perfect situations and just everything that just happened around it was just, it just makes it so memorable. Yeah, yeah, we had a, we had a, a very very good cast. I, I agree with that wholeheartedly. And, uh, and the conditions in Australia, we were there uh, part of October, all of November, and then the show uh, ended up in the first part of December. And uh, we were there in the rainy season, and uh, Colby had a uh, belt. They never did show this on TV, but he had a belt buckle on it. had a little thermometer on it. Oh, wow. And, uh, this, yeah, this was after we merged together. And I'm out there fishing one day, and uh, which, by the way, he, he never caught a fish and all and went all the way to the end, but he never, he never did put any food <laughs> on the table. But anyway... He uh, he had that belt buckle on, and and uh, we looked at it, and it was right out in the sun. It was 112 degrees. Wow. Uh, a night or two later, one of the cold nights, uh, he looked at, uh, I mean, it was cold. We spent some unbelievably cold, cold nights out there. He looked at it, and it was 36 degrees. Wow. We had no, no, no blankets or no sleeping bags or anything like that. That's so, crazy. Uh, was it um, the one thing? Actually, I don't think I've ever really sort of discussed with anybody from your season. I mean, I know that part of Australia. You know, I've been there before, and I mean, I know it's a very humid part of Australia. Was that was that a thing? Humidity? Because that was, I feel, something that wasn't really discussed too much on the show. No, it wasn't. We we were uh, we got a lot of rain, and uh, but it was. I mean, I would come in from fishing, you know, just standing out on the bank, and my my clothes would be soaked. Right. Uh, the humidity and. Uh, it was just very, very hot. And uh, and then the night, some of the nights, man, I mean, and that's one thing I always look at all the Survivor shows. Now, of course, now they're off the islands over there, uh, some of the Fiji islands where it's, you know, pretty warm at night. But we were all bundled up together just as close as we could get, uh, you know, trying to get each other's body so we could so we could stay warm mm, mm. It's, it's it's interesting kind of looking at all the people from um from your season who have returned i mean i was talking to this about to mitchell the other day how literally 50 percent of your cast have at least gotten another chance to to play but i mean they've all had these opportunities to go off and you know play you know jerry watt played in panama and samoa and varna's been playing in cambodia and fiji and scooping got to play in the philippines so it's kind of they've all had this opportunity to go off to these tropical places Whereas the, the other eight of you that haven't had that chance to come back again, you, you still got all these memories of Survivor stuck there in the outback. Yeah, I, I'm a, a little shocked. Uh, me and uh, well, myself and when I won't mention the other person, they made a had a chance to be on a another reality show, and we turned it down because we thought we were uh, going on another survivor show. <laughs> and then as it turned out at that time, neither, neither one of us got, got called back. Mm. So you never know, you know, 
Yeah, well, this you is... You never know how to... We were, we're, we're working this out with Mitchell with the process of elimination here. So, we were looking at the eight of you that haven't returned. And I was sort of looking just purely at the men who haven't returned. And we kind of got to the process where we thought, well, Nick probably wouldn't come back because they... I mean, look, I like Nick. Uh, but I don't know if he would be the first choice that they would want to bring back as well. And Mitchell sort of mentioned he's probably too busy to do it. You look at Kel, who, uh, as he sort of said, has kind of gone off the map. So you sort of, you wouldn't really have Kel. And then there's Keith, who obviously is doing fantastic things with his uh, filmmaking career, probably a little bit too busy to do it. So process of elimination, if they need men from the Australian Outback, it's only you and Mitchell. So, hey, you guys are in with a good shot. Well, to tell you the truth, I'm a little surprised they haven't had... Uh, haven't had either either one of us back. Of course, I'm not getting any younger. <laughs> uh, I'm uh, 69. I'll be 70 here in another three or four months. Wow. Uh, but having having said that, I can do 50 push-ups, and I would dare say probably uh, 70% of the ones that's even on the show now couldn't do 50 I agree. push-ups. I agree. So uh, I do exercise on a regular basis i reckon i reckon you would put a lot of people out there in their place there roger and look you know if 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 um rudy can go back and we obviously just had uh joe uh the other season um what was that co-rong or millennials genus co-rong wasn't it? I, i'm getting those two seasons mixed up i mean he was in his 70s too so look it's it's been done before so look i i definitely wouldn't put it past you yeah well to be perfectly honest with you, the lady that does the picking now, she didn't like me. I'm just going to tell it like it is. <laughs> Lynn Spillman, who does the who does the uh, the picking, she didn't like me. It was obvious to me when I was first trying out for Survivor Australia. She didn't like me. It was obvious to me. I went I went through five interviews. It was also obvious to me that Mark Burnett, and at that time Mark Burnett sat in on the uh, picking the ones that was going. It was obvious to me that he did like me. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's how I got on the first show, and uh, uh, and then uh, probably I've done some other things that maybe Lynn Spillman don't, doesn't care for. So <laughs> <laughs> I know they. I'm just going to tell you what it was. They had one show there where they had 12 people on the show from uh, California, and the ratings dropped <laughs> way down. I don't remember which show it was, but anyway, and I mean, you know, I. Uh, I like the show. I want to see the show do good. So I wrote her a letter and uh, said, you know, you, here's one reason why the ratings aren't any good. You know, you've got 12 people from California. <laughs> and I said, it makes sense. If you got people from different states, that's going to generate more people. They're going to want to pull for their people from their state. And then in the end, I said, you know, if you're going to keep doing that, you may want to change your name to Survivor California or something. So <laughs> she she probably didn't care for that, but anyway, be that as it may, that's the way I felt, and I still feel that way. Well, it's it's interesting with all the twists that they come up with now for the show. You know, things like millennials, Gen X, and you know, white collar, blue collar, no collar. I, I, there was one time I there was a rumor going around that. There was going to be sort of a like an East Coast West Coast season or something where it's really sort of you know divided by the regions of the US. And I mean, thirty four seasons in, that's that's kind of one of these obvious twists that I'm surprised I haven't done because I think that would work so well. I mean, it's kind of 
how i mean they obviously do cast a sort of diverse uh you know section of the u.s but i mean there are still a few states i believe that have never had survivor contestants from them i i don't know which ones off the top of my head but i think i mean that would be a great season we could have sort of you know west coast uh you know midwest and east coast or something along those lines or the south and various regions and that would obviously create conflicts in itself and and tick some of those states off the list that we've never had contestants from yes yeah, and you know, and I know from living here in Kentucky, of course, the show was absolutely, you know, unbelievably popular at that time. I was teaching school. I finished out teaching school that year while the show was being aired. And I would have to get to school at 6 o'clock to 6.15 every morning to answer emails from other schools and students. Wow. And I, there again, I answered every one of them. And I did that, you know, did that on my own time. And, uh, you know, they had access to through the state emails where they where they could email me. And so I would always make it a point to answer all those schools back or if it was an individual or a classroom of kids or whatever. And uh, so, yeah, you do generate a lot of interest when you have somebody from from your own state. Just quickly looking through here, so you're not, I was, I was just thinking like, you're, I mean, you're not the only one from Kentucky. I'm just quickly scrolling through here. So Sandy on Token Change, yeah. she was from Louisville, yeah. uh, Jeffra and uh, Caleb. Nice yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and it's sweet. But both of them are just very, very nice, nice young ladies. I'm just telling you what. Very nice. I've been with both of them several times. Uh, they were both at the uh, juvenile diabetes uh, event last year. Oh, Fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. I can just actually see here. I've, I've, look at look, the amazingness of the internet here, Roger, that I can pull these statistics up just on a whim. Uh, there are six states that have never had a contestant from it. They are Alaska, Hawaii, New Mexico, North Dakota, West Virginia, and Wyoming. So there we go. 44 states have had contestants from it, and they're the only six we've never had a, a contestant from. Wow. Well, now that that is interesting. Mm, and you, and I bet you, if I was asking you this question, I think you're going to be able to answer it. Which state has had the most contestants come from it? California. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> by far. Yeah. Of, course they, of course, they got the biggest population, but true true uh, you it's, know, I, yeah, it's, yeah it's interesting to think that but yeah definitely i mean look you know lynn maybe she she's becoming a fan of you again roger so she's listening to this interview or any of the guys out there at the cvs just uh you've got six states to tick off and like alaska and hawaii i mean they're kind of the forgotten ones i'm actually visiting both those states on my journeys uh next month i'm so excited to be able to visit both alaska and hawaii but it's kind of i would assume that they they would you know there would be people there that would be dying to get on the show it's kind of it's, i feel that's kind of like here in australia I'm, you know, from Tasmania, we're sort of the forgotten state. But whenever we get somebody on a reality show, you know, our whole state gets behind them. It's it's, it's still news to this day. I mean, we had a, a winner of Big Brother sort of around about when your season was airing here. It was when Big Brother was still a big deal in Australia. And, I mean, she she literally got a street parade through our main city because she won the whole thing. And to this day, she goes down as the most popular Big Brother contestant ever. She was just so likable. She won that season. She just dominated it. And she's just a genuinely nice, down-to-earth person. I know her. She's just exactly like she was on the show. And that's the type of, you know, popularity, as you were saying, you can get behind these contestants from these states who really are sort of a close-knit community compared to, say, the bigger states where there's so many people that they're just like, eh, more of them on TV. Well, yeah, I, you know, I would think they could find some interesting characters, definitely from Alaska and, and West Virginia. 
and uh, I would think they could find some some darn good folks to be on the show. Yeah, like, like Survivor. Now, you, you know, you mentioned I've been to Hawaii. Alaska is if I could pick anywhere to go right today or leave tomorrow, I would pick Alaska. I've always wanted to go to Alaska, and then Australia is right up there with that. But I, I love the open spaces, uh, the wildlife, and uh, I'm not I'm not much on the big cities. Just like when I go to New York, I'm always I'm always excited to get to New York, and I'm always just as excited when it's time to leave. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good way of looking at it. Well, for sure. I mean, I'll, I'll keep you updated. I'll send you a postcard from Alaska. I'll uh, I'll send you a polar bear or something. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think I'd probably send one of them. I don't. We don't want polar bears walking around Kentucky now, do we? <laughs> <laughs> probably. Well, I think Kentucky reminds me of Australia and Alaska in a lot of ways. Yeah. And, uh, you know, r- rural area, and I think that's that's probably why I why I like it so well. Why you like it so well? Fantastic. Well, Roger, I am so looking forward to meeting you next month and hanging out with you. And as I've been saying to all our contestants, we're going to put up links on our website to where people can donate to your page for JDRF. Uh, all contestants do have a fundraising page to raise money for the Type One Diabetes Research Charity there, and we will provide all those details on our website. But it's always a pleasure chatting to you. And again, as I can, I'm so happy happy that I can just utter this this sentence. I look forward to meeting you next month there in Cincinnati. Thank you, sir. I appreciate the call, and it's always good to talk to somebody from Australia. I absolutely love the people over there, and uh, uh, it's just a great, great, great country. Moving on with our interviews with contestants and attendees of 2017's Reality for Diabetes happening in Cincinnati, Ohio, raising funds for JDRF Type 1 Diabetes Research. And it's a pleasure to welcome back our next guest here to the program. Was a guest on Survivor Oz a couple of times, and he's now joining us on the Oz Network to chat about this event, which he will be attending. I do speak of Mr. Matt Bischoff, Survivor Caramel contestant. Matt, welcome back to the program. Thank you, man. It's always a uh, a pleasure being on your show, man. And I'm actually really excited that you're coming to this event this year. I, I am so excited myself. It's uh, such a great lineup and it kind of really pushed me over the line to be able to, to come to it sort of through my travels in the US and um, just speaking with Tasha, organizing sort of, you know, where I've got to go and then just chatting to a bunch of you guys. I mean, so exciting and for you i mean this is this is a local event you're you're a cincinnati guy so you know you don't really even have to travel for this right no which is which is pretty awesome because when my season of survivor was airing on television i had uh viewing parties every week at buffalo wild wings it's a it's a restaurant chain here in the united states and uh so tasha obviously who I had never met prior. Um, she would come to my viewing parties, uh, big Mike, another big survivor fan. Yep, yep. Uh, it's, there's a, there's a lot of survivor is really, uh, big viewing audience, reality television in general in the Cincinnati area is big. So, um, that's how I met Tasha and yeah, to have the event in my backyard and actually some of the actual events that we're doing is literally, right down the street from where I live. Wow. So it's, it's, it's awesome. And, uh, I'm, I'm excited cause my brother-in-law just opened up a, uh, sand volleyball facility, um, just recently. And one of the events is going to be there. I kind of helped Tasha hook that up. So I think there's gonna be a lot of fun 
fun events this year. Well, it sounds like it. Uh, you mentioned the volleyball there, which is kind of one of these ones I'm I'm looking forward to seeing how that all turns out. But there's obviously a laser tag, I believe, go karting, a sort of room escapes, golf, mini golf. Uh, I mean, this just sounds like it's it's three days filled with. Uh, action pack events and then whenever we can fit it in i guess uh having a couple of drinks to all chill and relax and also just uh raising money all all while doing this except i mean we're not raising money while we can raise money while drinking i guess but uh doing it in a a civil way (laughs) yeah i mean here's the reality man um there's a lot of i've been to you know several different charity events um over the years and the cool thing about reality for diabetes, it's low key. Um, there's always a, a really good vibe and a, a lot of good uh, people, like you said, all raising money for the JDRF Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation. Um, and it's a very intimate atmosphere. So you being the big Survivor fan that you are, and even myself, I am a true fan of Survivor. So every year when different contestants come to town, I'm super excited to hang out with the Survivor family. So, um, you know, like you said, one time is is putt-putt. And then there's escape rooms, which I've actually done um, with my wife's parents. Uh, her Tessa, my wife, her family has taken us to the escape rooms. And we're four for four. There was four different rooms and we, we escaped all of them. They're super fun. Um, so that's a really good time. Obviously, uh, the volleyball is going to be cool. Hopefully, it'll be beautiful weather. First weekend of June here in the United States is is really good weather. And then um, the Scene 75, it's a new event for this year. It's a big indoor facility, arcades, uh, you know, um, ski ball, just arcade games and basketball and go-karts and laser tag so um i've taken my kids there so it it should be a definitely a, a fun time um like i said good time to to meet all your favorite survivors so anyone listening to this that's a fan of survivor or the amazing race big brother there's other people besides survivor people coming to this event and uh we're all coming together and it's something that we can do for a for a good cause and and, uh, yeah, it's a really good time. And obviously the competitive nature of all you guys comes out at these uh, these little games, I'm sure. You know, not just Survivor, as you said, Amazing Races, Big Brothers and other shows involved there too. And, and I could imagine it's almost a case of if you're in a go-kart race, I guess, and there's a bunch of you Survivor guys up against a bunch of the Big Brother guys, you know, it's kind of like, hey, let's show them who's show's boss right now on this track. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I, I hadn't even thought of that in the go-kart uh, racing, but, yeah, that's a good point, man. I think there might be some... Uh competition going on and I, and I feel also we've discussed this a few with some of the guys on the on the show about uh laser tag that there could be alliances being formed <laughs> sort of through the uh the laser tag you know you you come with me you'll go over there and all of a sudden you're going hey wasn't wasn't he with me or wasn't she with me what's going on <laughs> <laughs> that's right that's right dude it's uh it's it's definitely it's definitely going to be a good time, man. Mm, it's it's always exciting, and it's it's kind of great to say, like when you're talking about the fact that you're a fan too. So it's kind of 
you obviously get that real appreciation of meeting some of these guys. I mean, having attended a lot of these events, of course, you get to hang out with a lot of uh, these people over the years anyway. But, I mean, what really drew me to this as well was some of the names coming like, you know, your Jerry Manthes, your Jenna Lewis's, people like that. It's kind of like, wow, this is this is amazing. So, as such a long-term fan yourself, I mean, you must kind of each year look at the lineup and each year just get excited over certain people. Are there people this year, particularly maybe you've never met before, that you are really excited to get a chance to meet this time? Oh, definitely. Some of the ones you mentioned. I mean, obviously, I've met um, quite a few people, and there's a lot of people that uh, return year after year uh, for Reality for Diabetes. But definitely, Jerry Manthe. Um, I'm excited to meet Figgy. Uh, Jen, I'm excited to meet her. Um, it's just and some great people. I love being a long-term fan as yourself, having to, you know, to be able to meet people, obviously, like, Figgy and Debbie from newer, more recent seasons, but um, to meet people like Jerry and people from the past, it's going to be great. And there's, you know, Joel Klug and Mitchell, great people. You know, it's it's really cool because not only myself that lives here in Cincinnati, but Marcus Lehman, Mm -hmm. uh, Sash. I don't know if you ever met Sash before, Matthew Lenahan. I do know know who he's. I didn't realize he lived there, so that's great. Yeah, he lives here now, and Roger, so... And I know Marcus is going to be excited for Randy. You know, Randy's yes. uh, got a hilarious personality. And, um, yeah, it, it should be definitely good. And Sandra, the queen. Yes. You know, I've got to hang out with Sandra at uh, Bob Crowley's event um, um, in, uh, you know, up in Maine, the uh, event he puts on that I've got to participate in twice. She's been there, so Sandra is awesome, and it'll give, you know, a lot of people I meet on the streets and friends of mine, you know, they they always talk to me about Survivor, and sometimes she gets a lot of haters for some reason, like, oh, I was so glad when Sandra got voted out, she's so cocky, or this or that, I'm like, are you kidding? I was like, Sandra's freaking amazing, (laughs) you know, she's she's the greatest of of all time, and she's hilarious, so I, I think... It's uh, it's gonna be a lot of fun for people to hang out with uh, with Sandra, and I, I can't wait to meet Debbie. I call her Crazy Debbie. I, I don't necessarily think she's, you know, that's not in a derogatory way. I, th- you know, I, I love crazy people, and um, it's gonna be hilarious, like you know, being able to meet her and hang out with her, and yeah, it's it's gonna be fun, man, with all these all these new faces that you know haven't really been to this event before um it's gonna be good hanging out with them well i'm i'm sort of heading over and and coinciding with the finale so i'm sort of trying to get into the finale and sort of go around to a few events there in la before i I head over to cincinnati so uh in in speaking to sandra the other day kind of you know talking about possibly getting the opportunity to meet her there in la and then getting the chance to obviously meet her again in cincinnati and then kind of with debbie as well uh i mean debbie is definitely somebody who i'm also very much looking forward to kind of seeing i guess if, you know, the Debbie of what we see on Survivor is the Debbie of what Debbie is because, you know, it's it's always interesting in, in getting to talk to you guys over the years and kind of, you know, trying to see that personality shine out on, from the TV in, into just, you know, because you are just regular people. But it's just it's just fascinating to just see how Debbie will be because, um, you know, she's definitely a very interesting person to watch on Survivor but a lot of fun at the same time. I mean, here's my theory on that. I, I think Debbie's exactly going to be what you think she's going to be, just like, you know, people that meet Philip, you know, Philip Shepard from my season. You know, I think he's kind of a eccentric personality, but uh, when it comes down to it, Philip's a really nice guy. Um, and I think it's going to be kind of 
she's going to be the female version of, of Philip. Yeah. She's going to be, she's going to have her quirky eccentric things, but I think overall she's going to be a, a pretty fun lady to hang out with. Yeah. Similar, similar, a lot of interactions I've had with, uh, say coach over the years, he's kind of very much like that. You know, he's very out there and eccentric, but you know, you just get talking to him. He's just such a, you know, down to down to earth guy and such a nice guy to talk to. But, um, yeah. And coaches, coach is one guy that I, I liked watching Coach on Survivor, and I, I, you know, we we interact via social media, but we've never hung out before. And he's one of those guys that I really would love to hang out with. Oh yeah, and, uh, sure. I've never I've never gotten the opportunity, but hopefully one day we can get we can get Coach Philip Shepard and Debbie all in a room together. I think that makes for a fun day. <laughs> <laughs> Until Brandon Hans walks in, then everyone. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, then things all of a sudden get a bit strange. It's actually funny mentioning sort of, uh, you know, Philip and even bringing Brandon up. I I was kind of likening a little bit this season with Debbie, sort of Debbie's situation she was having with Brad Culpaper there for a while. I I mean, that reminded me very much of Brandon and Philip from your season, sort of, you know, uh, Debbie kind of going off on a person like that, which, I mean, really, Brad wasn't doing that much and kind of, you know, there were bits there, at least from what we're seeing from our perspective, where it looked like Philip isn't doing that much and Brandon's going off i mean i don't know if you got any sort of uh memories or flashbacks from those moments when that was happening yeah you're exactly right that's a very good um example of of exactly what it was like uh it, it completely reminded you hit the nail on the head on that one yeah yeah are, are you enjoying this season at the moment too matt i mean uh, obviously we're, we're getting very much to the pointy end now of it but uh it's definitely been a very uh interesting season to me, I, I was really, really looking forward to this season. I know some people, you know, there's always the debate on returning player seasons versus all newbie. Um, I'm a fan either way. Obviously, I love the newbie seasons, but Game Changers, it's been an amazing season. Some amazing television. So, uh, you know, as you saw, any everything from the way that when Varner – you know, outed Zeke, which completely, I was completely shocked and floored that that even happened. And at, as it was happening, I was thinking how, you know, how could CBS even air this, you know, footage? But then as it, as it went on and uh, it was just an amazing example of just how human beings react emotionally to situations and everyone had Zeke's back. It doesn't bother me one way or the other. If I would have been out there and that would have happened, I would have defended Zeke exactly like everyone on the tribe did. That was, uh, that was one of the craziest moments I've ever seen in Survivor as far as shock value. Oh my God, how could someone do that? And then even, you know, I think it was last week when, when Sari you know, was, you know, basically lost the challenge for her team and everyone's bummed out about that, but she wanted to finish the challenge and, and everyone is encouraging her. And that is the true beauty and essence of the game of survivor. And it is proof why this television show has been on for 17 years. And, you know, going on 35 seasons is because it's unpredictable. Something always makes your jaw drop. And even on this season early on, when 
Tony Vlachos and Malcolm and all these big players and JT getting voted out early on, it's a crazy season. I was telling my wife, Tessa, I was like, man, as much as I would love to play Survivor again at any moment in time, this would have been a very hard season to play because you're even seeing a lot of people that are strong personalities and strong characters like Michaela and Aubrey, who really honestly overall have not had that many confessionals and airtime. And they were huge characters in, in their first season out. So uh, to stand out in this season, it's it would be very hard. And especially when, it, when a guy like Malcolm went home the way he did, I'm sure he's going to be bummed out for the rest of his life. And you could see it when he got voted out. He was oh, yeah. absolutely devastated. Yeah, and particularly in the manner that he got voted out too. It was just like, wow, that, uh, that definitely hurts. The thing that I find kind of now with your season, which is, which is interesting, and, uh, you know, it's a fact I'm sure you're very much aware of, Matt, that if we, if we look at pl- seasons where returning players have come from, and I'm talking original players, I'm not talking about how Andrea is on this season or obviously the fact that Malcolm's come back because, you know, technically they're Caramel and cast members. I'm talking about original cast members. So it's now only your season in Guatemala which are the only seasons that have never had returning players from it. And similar to Guatemala, I look at your cast of originals and people that really should be brought back. You're on that list. And no, I'm not just saying that because I'm talking to you. Uh, you know, Reynolds, Sherry, you know, people like that that are just, I'm sure have possibly been in the frame at some point. But it's kind of, it's get to a point now where it's getting frustrating that none of you guys are being brought back and you are in this kind of very unwanted survivor club of one of only two seasons to never have an original comeback to play again. Yeah, it definitely sucks. I mean, it, it really does. I mean, uh, for me, it was a dream come true and an honor to play the game of Survivor. And yes, I, you know, the, the cards I got dealt with, I, I happen to be on fans versus favorites too, okay? I would have way rather been on an all new player season. I think fans versus favorites is the worst possible season for a new person to be on. It's completely geared toward a returning player to win, in my opinion. Um, and it just sucks. I mean, obviously I would love to go out and play. I would, if someone, if, if I got called from Lynn Spillman right now, I'd be, I'd kiss my kids and wife goodbye. and be on a plane in the morning, <laughs> but if I don't ever have the chance to play again, yes, there's definitely people, you know, that I think are worthy. Uh, the most worthy player that I think, if if it wasn't myself, would be Michael Snow. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I tell you, Michael Snow is a uh, he's actually a fierce competitor, and he's very strategic, and he is very smart. Um, that was probably one of my favorite things that I got out of Survivor was my friendship with Michael. And the gameplay that we had that really didn't get shown much on television. It was overshadowed by the Brandon Hans and the Philip drama and Shamar flipping out all the time. And, uh, you know, it, it, it just sucks. And, um, you know, dudes like Reynolds and Eddie, yeah, they, they, made it, they made it farther into the game. There's a lot of luck involved. But half of my tribe wasn't even true, real fans of the show. So I would if I if I was to um, want to have see someone from my original go to tribe play again, I would have to say, I, you know, I'd want to see either Allie or Laura or Michael play the game again. 
And you didn't even get to see their gameplay. I mean, Laura, very smart player, not very athletic, but as you know, sometimes in Survivor, athleticism doesn't even matter, especially the way the game is now. You know, Ozzy was like, you know, hey, I, I, I can catch fish for you guys. And people are like, who cares? Yeah, we don't, we, that, that's, that doesn't matter like it once did when the, the survival aspect was showed more in the game. But yeah, it sucks, man. I mean, my whole season, you know, it's the luck of the draw and the tribe swap. And then the fact that we didn't even get to sit on stage at the finale, it was, uh, it was no closure for me, really. And uh, it just it just sucks. But overall, man, I mean, after when I played and, and it was airing on television, you know, I'm an easily recognizable guy. And I had so many people come up to me that were it was such an exciting time for me and my family. And um, I still get recognized to this day. I get to do things like be on your you know podcast deal that you're doing right now, doing amazing events like Reality for Diabetes. Being a part of the Survivor family is amazing. So um, that's a big blessing to me, no matter how my season really turned out. And that's something that I I, I would think that if I was ever lucky enough to, to do Survivor, a reality show, I would think that if I wasn't successful, didn't do very well, I'd at least want to kind of be memorable. And I mean, you know, as you were saying, kind of, you, you, you're sort of very noticeable there, Matt, with obviously the, the beard. But I mean, I still think it kind of comes down to you were a memorable player and it's, it's kind of interesting the parallels of the two fans versus favorite seasons of the original cast members that, you know, so much obviously is overlooked with the, you know, original 10 from Micronesia and the original 10 from Karamoan. But, you know, we've only, what, seen Eric Reichenbach even from Micronesia. And, and I mean, that season's generally regarded as one of the best seasons of all time. So it's just frustrating that if we're going to, you know, have these returning player seasons, if this is a staple of Survivor and we get these people coming back, it's like it's great to see players come back who we enjoy and who we like, but it's also a case of spread it out a bit, you know. I mean, I'm a huge Guatemala fan, and that is just a travesty that we've never seen an original comeback from that. And sort of the people you were just mentioning there, and even Micronesia, there's some of those people outside of Eric Reichenbach who would be great to see come back again. I mean, there's every season's like that, of course, Matt, but yeah. Oh, yeah, I would love to see Kobe Archer play the game again. Absolutely. You know, and it's like, you know, Sarge, Jason, I'm I'm good friends with Sarge Jason. I know he has a lot of haters, but I would love to see him play again. Um, you know, the the list goes on, and you have some people that come back three and four times, and especially, you know, since my season aired, you have certain players that have come back two and three times or, or whatever that their original season was after mine. Yeah, it is. It's it's very very frustrating you know to say the least yeah for sure i mean i was thinking yes yeah, sierra is one of those isn't she she's obviously come back twice and i mean you know other people yeah it's, exactly it's it's, it's it's i mean it's it's not to take away from her of course but yeah it's just it's really i can imagine that's frustrating and um you know we're not here to obviously talk completely negative down on the process of it no but no, it's, no 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 it's, no, no. it's just mean, an interesting it, situation isn't it it is it is i mean it, and it's funny because Pretty much anyone that's ever played this game, the majority of us that have played, would go back and play this game in a heartbeat. Now, I know there are others that they say, you know, hey, I would I would never want to do it again. It's very hard, but, you know, it's, it's the greatest show and the greatest game of all time. And uh, I'm very fortunate to have 
to have been a part of it. I've been trying to get uh, through this event. I think we need to get some cameras around you guys and kind of, uh, you know, all the behind-the-scenes stuff because uh, I've sort of uh, heard a few things what might be happening in in sort of the main area where a lot of these guys are going to be staying for a couple of days and sort of the sleeping situations and things that might be happening and kind of other events that sort of happen throughout the weekend. So I feel like we need to get a bunch of cameras out there, film a few episodes and ship it off to CBS as kind of like Survivor, the after years or something like that like that <laughs> we should I, I love behind the scenes stuff man yeah. and i definitely think that you know uh, capturing some things on video would definitely be uh something cool to have and and put out there you know well i i do it i i every time i go overseas i've always made sort of i guess what i call a documentary a little trip film that i like to come home edit put a bit of narration over it you know just be a bit of an idiot and sort of i always post them online so sort of the, the two trips i was in the states last year i was in reality rally and then it's sort of the end of last year i got to hang out and stay with a bunch of you know survivor contestants so there's always survivor people seemingly involved in my trips in the u.s now so you're gonna see me with my camera i'm gonna be getting you like matt matt come over here chat with me on camera you know have a bit of an interview with me and all this sort of stuff so we'll, we'll make something work i feel while we're there when we've got the opportunity for sure, one hundred percent. I'm totally down, man. Good, good, and we can we can talk it up. We can make it exciting. Not that it won't be already, because I'm telling you with these events, and like I um I just want to go back to this laser tag. I'm a huge laser tag fan. We have uh we have one laser tag business here in Hobart, and I haven't done a long time, but. Every time I do it, I just get so into it. I'm, I'm not a athletic person at all. I have, to, you know, hence why I'm doing podcasts, not competing at the Olympics or anything like that. But like, why, <laughs> whenever I get involved in laser tag, something takes over and I'm just, I'm just down. So this is, this is definitely one bit I'm thinking laser tag with survivors is going to be fun, but I am really going to take this seriously, too seriously, probably. <laughs> It, it is going to be fun, and, and I, I got news for you, buddy. I, I have a I play Nerf Wars with my kids all the time, so be beware of my uh, laser tag skills. <laughs> I need to. I'm not only by representing like I'm representing a whole country here. I'm, I'm representing Australia. I've got to be able to you know go up go up against you guys. And, and let's be honest, you know Americans and guns are kind of you, you have a bit of an advantage over Australians. But hey, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's hilarious. I love it. I'll bring it. a kangaroo. I'll bring a couple of kangaroos and some Vegemite. I, I don't know if I'll get them through customs, all right? But um, how, well, you how's... know what? I, 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 speaking of kangaroos, I went to the Australia Zoo two years ago. Right. And, um, and I got to go to the, the big area where the kangaroos are, and I laid down and was like just like laying with one. And you have a beautiful that, – that was a really wonderful experience coming to Australia. I, I, I went there for work, and um, – yeah, it was it was great. I had a good time. It's, watched the uh, watched the rugby match between New Zealand and Australia. That was really cool to watch. And yep. let me guess, New Zealand probably won that. Um. <laughs> I, I, I think maybe so. And the, the other thing is, one thing that I love was the uh, eggs Benedict. Yes, I, I, my hotel. The way you guys cook your eggs and their breakfast was really delicious. Good, good meal, the eggs Benedict. And that, that's actually interesting coming from an American because I find whenever I go to America, you guys are the kings of breakfast. I mean, you guys are just, you are obsessed with massive breakfast. And like as someone, I don't generally eat a lot for breakfast, something very, you know, light and small. So whenever I'm in America and it's like, here you go, Ben, have your breakfast. I'm like, holy yeah. hell, this is, this is, this is like a day's worth of food for me, but sure. <laughs> yep. I hear you. That it's, 
Americans like to eat food. Yes. And, and, and which, hey, I like to eat food too, but it, it is crazy because it's it's easy to, to eat a lot of food over here. And unfortunately, it causes a lot of health issues and obesity and different things like that. But uh, yeah, we, we have some delicious food. Biscuits and gravy and eggs and bacon. And mm, mm-hmm. I'm actually getting hungry right now, which I shouldn't be. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was just—I was going to ask you, sort of, in reference to food, and you reference kangaroos. Did you eat kangaroo when you were in Australia? No, I did not. But there's a grocery store here called Jungle Gems that sells kangaroo. Ah, and uh, I think that I should go buy some and grill it. I think I think we need to get that when we're there and get all the uh, Survivor contestants and reality stars to do it. I'm going to try and bring some Tim Tams over. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to do the whole Vegemite thing because, you know, Vegemite's a little bit too cliche and I don't even like Vegemite, so I don't want to force that on you guys. But, um, like, kangaroo, I think that would be a fun little thing to get, you know, kangaroos. And even, like, you know, Jerry, Roger and, and Mitchell, who obviously were in the Australian Outback, I don't even know if they've, you know, experienced kangaroo when they uh, came out here before. So it could be a nice little interesting uh, bit there. Grill some kangaroo steaks up. I'm like, here you go, guys. Try, a, <laughs> try Australia's meat. Heck yeah, that's awesome, man. <laughs> we'll see how we it. go. Of course, we're going to be putting all links up on our website, as I've been saying, with all the contestants we're getting on the show in the lead-up to the event. Matt obviously has a fundraising page himself to raise funds for JDRF. The link is on our website, and you can donate to Matt if you want to. You can donate to me. You can donate to anyone else or donate to all of us. That's that's also a very good idea. And, uh, Matt, I'm very much looking forward to meeting you, hanging out, hanging out in your city and just uh, checking out all the events and, uh, doing this all for a very good cause and it's a pleasure as always to get you here on the show and have a bit of a chat awesome thank you so much ben once again i would like to thank uh, each christina roger and matt for their time in chatting about the event and uh, we are obviously very much looking forward to meeting them in person i've, I've, I've had the pleasure as i uh, mentioned of meeting christina in person before uh, but uh, obviously roger matt never met them in person so it's going to be a lot of fun to be able to hang out with them in Cincinnati and if you can't make it to the event of course if you are in the area or you're nearby and you want to have a great time raising some great much needed funds for type 1 diabetes research head to Cincinnati you can look up reality for diabetes on Facebook and you can find out more details about all the events and everything else in between there Uh, or if again you can't make it and you do want to contribute to JDRF which is the charity behind type 1 diabetes research in which this event is raising funds for you can go to our website head to the oznetwork.net you'll find an article relating to this episode and under that article we have links to each Christina, Rogers and Matt's pages where you can donate to them you can also donate to my page, I also have a fundraising page there as well and we're all aiming to get a minimum of at least $250 to help out towards JDRF and uh, obviously all funds are very much needed, help towards type 1 diabetes research, a very worthy cause there indeed now we'll be providing plenty of coverage throughout this weekend, as I mentioned I'm going so uh, you know I'm going to be recording a lot of stuff and uh, there's going to be videos, audio, you name it. We're going to try and get as much as we can. So uh, stay tuned to our website. Stay tuned to our Facebook page, our Twitter. And uh, you can check out all the details there when we do post them because uh, a lot of content going around there as well. Now, we are possibly going to have some more of these in the lead up. We're not too sure just yet. But uh, you will see that on our website and Facebook and Twitter as well. Shall we have any more preview interviews? Got a couple other maybe sort of in the pipeline. But uh, just stay tuned. And if we've got some, we will definitely post them and you will be able to hear from them there. Special also shout out, once again, I should mention to Tasha Wilkie, the events organiser. She 
she's been fantastic in, in helping me out in terms of getting to the event and sort of making sure I'm in the right areas and getting the right tickets and everything along those lines. I've never been to Cincinnati before, so it's uh, definitely uh, a first for me, but she's been fantastic in directing me to the right places and also arranging a lot of these interviews too, giving them a bit of a gentle nudge and allowing them to come back on the show. So I appreciate your help, Tasha, and uh, very much looking forward to this event next month in Cincinnati. In the meantime, our Survivor coverage will continue, of course, with Survivor Game Changers. I'm going to the finale, so I'm going to try and get a lot of content from that as well, and uh, we'll be providing all that coverage on our website as per usual, as mentioned, throughout the last couple of minutes as well. And uh, our third watch rewatches continue, our Nip Tuck rewatches continue, our Spider-Man coverage is also coming very, very soon when it comes to the uh, upcoming Spider-Man Homecoming. It's out in July, so we're going to be looking at all five of the uh, the Spider-Man, I was say Star Wars, getting ahead of myself there, Ben, Uh, Spider-Man movies released in the last uh, 15 or so years, right back from the Tobey Maguire trilogy, then into the Adam Garfield duo of films. So stay tuned for those, and there'll be other coverage coming your way. Survivor New Zealand is still happening. Lots of stuff on the Oz Network. We're a busy bunch of people, but we like to bring you content that we are hoping you are enjoying. Again, oznetwork.net. It's your one-stop shop for everything to do with us, and Facebook and Twitter as well. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, wherever good podcasts are downloaded in your area. And while you're there, leave us some feedback. Rate us there. We love to hear your comments and feedback and everything else on there as well. And uh, certainly always appreciate your support in listening to these episodes. But we'll be back soon to talk about whatever we want to talk about on the Oz Network because that's what we do. My name is Ben. Thank you for your company. And we'll speak to you next time on the Oz Network. Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net. 